five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Android Podcast, we are back. First things first, if you're new to the Energize Podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning Energize listener, welcome back. So Barry, as always, what's going down on today's show? Okay, on today's show, we're going to be discussing the huge controversy surrounding an Irish journalist writing that MMA should be banned and should be made illegal. So uh, we're definitely going to be discussing that anyway. Uh, we're also going to be discussing the update from UFC, including the return of the quote-unquote goat of MMA, John Jones. Some people could argue DC as well. He's back as well. Yeah. That's true. But not against each other. Not against each other. And then uh, we're going to be looking over the Bellator Heavyweight Grand Prix that happened over the weekend. And we're going to finish off with some of the boxing because Mikey Conlon and Katie Taylor are returning to the ring. So uh, it's going to be an action-packed show. So to kick off the show, we're going to discuss Joe Brody. Um, he made some very outlandish comments about the sport of mixed martial arts and the company that is UFC. So Barry, tell us what he said. I thought you. I thought you were going to explain it. No, you explain. <laughs> you, you you read into it more than I did. Okay, okay, um, okay. This guy called Joe Brody. He's no, he's known for being a GAA. Um, he's like the Eamon Dunphy of the GAA. That's yeah, why I describe him. Yeah. Well, for like the American people, he's like there's a sport now called Gaelic football, and he'd be uh, what well, Skip Bayless. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he'd be like the the bad cop for uh, journalism in in GAA, but. Uh, like many Irish people did, they tuned into UC two thirty, and he was no different. Two twenty nine, two twenty nine. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> and he was no different. And after watching it, he came out with uh, a whole like spiel, aka story about what happened and how he thought that MMA should now be made illegal in Ireland. It should be banned from everywhere, and um, gave his two cents. He actually put a tweet out as well and then John Cavanaugh was very nice ba- replied to him saying that he'd like to invite him down to SPG Ireland for a chat and a cup of tea and to explain the ins and outs of MMA and what it's all about. So, uh, Ross, what you make of this? Because we put a post out today on our Instagram and the thing blew up. Yeah, for me, uh, just pure ignorance on Joe Body's path. I don't watch one American football game and then think I have this all-knowing opinion on American football. I don't watch one field hockey game and have my all-opinion and opinion on field hockey. I, I'm just like, you can't just watch one event and be like, right, this is my opinion and I'm going to tell everyone about it. I think it's really, really ignorant and for someone who you would assume would have a high level of intelligence if he is writing columns in the newspaper, he should have taken more time to sit back and look at the sport and have a far more objective opinion. I think a lot of people see because they fight in a cage, that it's cage fighting and it's like sort of very vicious and bloody and it probably didn't help that the Pettis versus Ferguson fight was on before the American fight he was probably like this is barbaric yeah you you definitely touched on that fight as well but the way I look at it is it is a sport of mixed martial arts I bet you if you sat him down and you had him watch a taekwondo fight or a judo fight or a boxing match or Olympic wrestling or a jiu-jitsu tournament, he wouldn't go, this is disgraceful. Well, that's just all those sports combined into one. Yeah. And it's just the Irish media, they're against, you know, Conor McGregor, he's, you know, a Dublin City kid, you know what I mean? Like, he's a bit rough around the edges, and he's just sitting there in his lovely house saying, 
oh no, 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 I wouldn't associate myself with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. People in the Irish media like relishing him McGregor losing. And I think it's actually terrible because if you think about it, before he was 30, two-time world champion, multi-multi-millionaire, you know what I mean? Like, we should be, like, celebrating someone that successful. Why do you think they're so negative towards him? I know you said stuff about being, coming from, like, a underprivileged background, but uh, that can't be the only rule because if you look at, like, Robbie Keane, who's, like, a huge celebrity in Ireland, mm. uh, he would be known now in America having being best mates with Bex at LA Galaxy. Um... He's from he's from roughly around the same area, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's because McGregor fights, and also he's like a brash and charismatic character, and like the Irish are quite like self deprecating. They like to knock. We like to knock ourselves. You know what I mean? We're it's very rare that we go we're the best until McGregor came around. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you said, we're not there to take part. We are to take over. And people like Jamie Heaslip out the Irish rugby team come out and go. Jeez, we took inspiration from that, like, you know what I mean? And then look at the Irish rugby team now, you know what I mean? There's, he, whether you like to believe it or not, he brought a massive self-belief into the country. Like, a lot of yeah. younger people believe in themselves a lot more now, since Conor McGregor, than prior to Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah I can't deny that. The country is a whole different place now. Uh, like, even look at the amount of people training in MMA these days, the amount of SPG gyms after opening up. There's more, there's more SPG gyms in Dublin than there is coffee shops now these days, you know? Yeah, and look... And it's great to see, you know what I mean? It's a very, very good sport to get into. I know Conor McGregor is a bit brash. He does have this bravado and stuff about him. But, like, they're not not all mixed martial artists are like that. You look at Gunnar Nelson and he's, like, the complete mixed martial artist. As in, like, he has all the skills. He can knock people out on the feet. He can submit them and all that. But he's also, like, the humble mixed martial artist. You know what I mean? You won't, get, you won't catch him getting into, you know, a pushing match at weigh-ins. Or you won't catch him, you know, having a fight with someone after... The contest is over. You know yeah, I mean? it, it it is the Irish media is a very very strange landscape. Like they love to promote, obviously the Irish rugby, uh, the football they promote as well. Obviously the guard they love mm. the GAA. But um, if you even notice in the build up to the Conor McGregor fight, every person, every landscape of media, were writing stuff about him, commenting on it, and now ever since the fight, it's been like a ghost town. Have you noticed that as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, but everyone's like on the Conor McGregor click bandwagon. They just won, everyone just won the clicks. Conor McGregor this, Conor McGregor that. And then once the fight's over, they're like, there was no, oh, Daniel Cormier's fighting at UFC 230, John Jones back. No, nothing. none of that. You know what I mean? Like, certain radio stations brought out MMA podcasts for the weeks leading up to it, and I haven't seen one since then. No, there hasn't been one. I've been looking. There yeah. hasn't been one. Yeah, I'm like, what? And I think one of the guys, Norm McGrath, even had his own show, Off the Brawl, or I think it was called. Yeah. I haven't seen one of those shows. It was on. There was one on late last week. I think just mm. recapping the show, but I haven't seen one since. So like, is that going to be a new thing? Is that going to actually go live on air, or is it just going to be a online well, content? It's 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 such a weird situation because as you know, and people listening now, if you're new or old, like first of all, how's it going? But um, like we've been covering this like week in week out, and then when you see other people getting involved, and then just joining the party because it's cool that week, and then absolutely pissing off the next week and don't give a rats now you're like you're like what's the story you know yeah it's like when the supreme t-shirt came out everyone had one but now it's like not cool anymore so they just throw it to the back of the bus yeah yeah like everyone was wearing Abercrombie and Fitch and then yeah. like see ya well there must have story with bandwagoning into, into the game then cause like obviously he knew writing this article was gonna get a huge backlash cause the thing is as much as like MMA and especially UFC is very very mainstream now these days especially with Conor McGregor and 
like even more so more recently it's very mainstream uh they knew that they could come in and just get a few get a few clicks now here and there but uh MMA is huge in Ireland and it's, uh, it's probably more supported than Irish football. Like, for instance, Irish football, the football stadium of the Aviva holds 46,000 uh, people and they played there on Saturday and only 30, 32,000 people went and they were trying to give away the tickets for free. Now, they're playing again against Wales on Tuesday and I expected to have under 30,000 people going. They'd be lucky to get 25,000 people going. But if Conor McGregor was fighting in there or there was a huge Bellator event and they try to sell out, they definitely get about 30,000 people in. So what, why, why is the Irish media not treating MMA and giving it the respect that it deserves? Because I know, obviously we discussed before what Conor's done. Like we, didn't, we, we weren't like, yeah, well done, throw that dolly. I'll give you a mm. boost. We weren't saying that at all. Um, obviously Khabib jumping out of the ring, we didn't agree with that. But if you look at the other stuff that the MMA does to the communities, even the way SPG invite women in to come in and get like self-defense classes, which is unbelievable. I'd love my mum to do that or my sister, knowing that like they'd be able to look after themselves, you know. But uh, And I'm sure people have daughters or their grannies. Imagine your granny going down, giving a few arm locks. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, the, these, the people that go into this, they're looking to better themselves and they're looking to create a career for themselves from hard work and dedication. And the way it's being treated by the media is uh, it's an absolute nothing short than a disgrace, to be honest, man. For every, like Even the people writing on our wall there today, they were just like, who is this guy and why is he so negative? Putting down t- achievements that people have done. When Conor won the two belts, you could barely even see it on, on the Irish media. Yeah, they couldn't get him on TV. I remember we actually had a meeting with RTE at one stage and I, I actually said to them, I was like, I don't think they took it too well, but I said to them, I go, hold on, Conor won the world title. Like, how come he hasn't been on the Late Late Show or he's never once been on any of the any of the Irish channels? And they're like, no, 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 we had him on. I was like, you gave him like some sort of lifetime achievement award to get him on for two minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, clearly McGregor sees the, what's going on in the Irish media and he never does it. That's why he created yeah. the Mac Life. He yeah. has his own platform to come on. Yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't respect the Irish media. That's the thing. They shouldn't. I know, yeah. I know, yeah. That, that's, you see, that's the thing. That's the biggest problem. Um, especially here in Ireland, because we can only speak for Ireland, because obviously like, we have people from Canada, America, and England all listening in. So I'm not sure what their situation is exactly. But we have, living in Ireland, it's like, it's like t- a taboo subject and not to be spoken about, really. Mm. And then like... All of a sudden, like it's like at the back of the class, back of the class, back of the class, and then all of a sudden, Conor McGregor wins something. They're like, "Oh, come up to the front, man! Come yeah. sit at our table." You know what I mean? It. I just. Why is it being shown so much? Because like so many people follow it, so many people have trained in it in some sort of martial art form in some sort of way. Mm. John Cavada is such a great person to have like spearheading Irish MMA. It, like coach wise, like he like the respect he shows to every fighter. He's at every event. He like he promotes amateur MMA events. It's uh, it's such a strange situation. Whereas like people that probably don't deserve recognition are getting more mm. recognition. He's also so like honest and well spoken. John Cavan. Yeah. It's, it's it's like such a good character yeah. to have. He's like the godfather of Irish MMA, yeah. as they call him. Uh, it it actually sort of reminds you back to when we were in school. And uh, our school was like not a rugby school, and the rugby team started to do really, really well. But you know, there'd be a game match out in the field, and everyone would be allowed to, like leave the class and go watch the game match. But if yep. the rugby was on, they'd be like, they'd barely let the players go and play it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. And then like we're getting the finals, and it was like, quick, everyone on the bus. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was. It's just one of those things where 
if something's so big, you can't deny it. You know what I mean? And like that's just the way MMA is in Ireland. And all the papers and the radio stations and they can do whatever they want, but you can't deny it. Like more people talk about that than anyone else. I have like fifty year old women in work ask me about Conor McGregor. I have no one in work ask me saying like how did Sawyer's Christie play against Denmark the other night? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's, it is what it is. He's one of the most talked about people in the entire world. He's the only person in the world I know who can go and like throw the football on the Dallas Cowboys pitch and then like go go to the World Cup final and meet Putin. You know what I mean? Like who else in the world could do that? No you, one. You. Yeah, exactly. Bar me. <laughs> yeah. So like uh, for Joe Brody to sit there and pretend to be up on his high horse and bash someone who's actually more successful in his career than he will ever be in his is absolutely disgraceful. And also... Stay in your lane, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you commentate on the guy. Stay commentating on the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's probably the same fan who says Dublin won't win the guy every year or something. You know what I mean? And they do. Yeah, but look, there, there's, there's good and bad in every sport, really. Like, if, yeah. you, look, if you look at football, the way, like, uh, like the way, like, Eric Cantona ages go, mm. jumped in the crowd, hit a fan. If you look at, if, if you look at Ga, the way yeah, that there's, there's, there's huge brawls up on Ulster. Yeah, I was about to say, there was a massive brawl, I think, in the Johnny Gall game. Yeah. Like, and it went off the field, the yeah. brawl did. Yeah. And, like, no one wrote about it. No, well, it was on videos and stuff. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it wasn't like the paper weren't like, oh, gosh, should be banned. No, never, never. Gosh, should be banned. They never do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah, but uh, the thing is, I, I think it's funny that GAA is a game of, like kicking the ball over the bar, kicking the ball into the net. They have a brawl and they're not supposed to fight at all, and they're like, ah, scram. It was only a bit of handbags. Two people who fought in a cage, then the fight goes outside the cage. So they they were actually fighting, and then they fight some more. It's like that's disgraceful though. Yeah, it doesn't actually make sense. See, the thing is, yeah, but also, like, I don't really watch the guy, but like, th- when they're fighting, like, I don't give a shit. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, all right, well, then obviously they had a fight. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, like I'm they're, not- two, they're two lads who went in to get into a physical contact sport. You know what I mean, they're not sitting there going like, "Don't touch me." You know what I mean? They know when they get on the pitch, things are going to get heated, and I'm sure every guy player in the sun has been in a fight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so they, they almost like uh, not, not forced it but like you have to straight away go in you have to shoulder someone straight away to let them know you're there yeah like where, where's Joe Brody saying ice hockey should be banned yeah you know, where's that article I just I just really can't understand his logic in it just poking his head in for one fight being like oh this should be banned forever it's, yeah see you later lads it's just, what would all them people train in the mixed martial arts do it's like, a pure ignorance that's all it is just absolute ignorance on his behalf like I, I like it's such a like neurotic comment to make that it should be banned I know, but it's just so like, it's so like. It's just typically Irish for someone to come yeah, out and say it. Yeah, it, it, it's just like it's it's like some sort of form of jealousy, being like, "Oh shit, no one's reading my gas section now, so I have to go slander the MMA." Yeah, world. like look at look at like I know like I don't even like I don't even give a shit. Like we've been covering MMA for so long, watching so many events, going to so many events, like. Also, we're actually get looked after better in the MMA community than we do anywhere else. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know, but that's that's why it annoyed me even more. And even the people listen to our show, like it, it's like first of all, like I love following it, and I love like it's not even about the fight that I love the most. I love watching the people train and the build up and the dedication that they put in and the hard work and the sweat, and knowing that like if they win this, they could then get a world mm. championship fight and all that stuff. That's why everyone falls in love with it because it's not fake. Whereas yeah. like the way some fucking idiot just sticks his head in and is just like, oh here, uh, piss off, lads. Like it's just like. Get a fucking grip yourself, man. Like, first of all, no Liam gives a fuck who he is anyway, you know that? Yeah, Do you give a fuck who he is? No. Absolute dork. The man. only reason I know who he is is because he's like such a moany, moany Michael. I know, man. And, and the thing is, I'm just sitting there going, right, if you actually like don't like the sport or whatever, why don't you come up with like constructive ideas of how you feel like it could be safer? Why don't they go, they should all wear some sort of headgear 
or they should all have like slightly larger gloves or they should wear shin pads. You know what I mean? Come up with something slightly constructive how, you know, people can go, oh, actually, that's a good idea. They should do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, he said there was no rules to the sport as well, which yeah. is absolutely stupid, right? Because even when the first UFC came out, they said no, the only rule is there is no rules. But the thing is, there actually was rules. Yeah. So it's like, I know there was very minimal rules. Yeah. And yes, the original Ultimate Fighting Championship was like ridiculous. People were punching each other in the balls and I think you could grab hair, you could grab hair and stuff yeah. where like they've cleaned that up totally. Yeah. But I mean, like, like put it this way, right? Do not give your opinion on something and especially make it a public opinion yeah. on something that you have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. You have zero es- grasp on Especially like something like that. Now, if it was got to do with like people bowling, like, I mean, you can say whatever. No offense to the bowlers here, yeah. right? But I mean, when it's got to do with like hard work and dedication and like... You've, you've seen people from the highest highs to go to the lowest lows and then like even when Connor lost there against Khabib the papers couldn't wait to slate him and it was just sort of like what the fuck are you talking about because like if Ireland got to the World Cup rugby final and lost they'd be like Ireland's heroes you know what I mean they yeah. wouldn't be like stay to Johnny Sexton yeah. you know what I mean and it's just sort of like where when does it get to the stage where you're like you go against your own country especially someone like Ireland where like we don't have very many people at the elite of yeah. the world and like know. he's put Ireland on the map Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? He's like created his own entity. Yeah. But this this is one of the main reasons, right? We originally wanted to get into radio, couldn't get in. They didn't want us in. Like, yeah. So it seems like, you know what I mean? But I mean, now we've after building up this platform and we were just like, here, look, this is where you get the real conversations. You know what I mean? We couldn't be our saying stuff about like Drake having sex with uh, uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West being annoyed. We couldn't be ours talking about that shit. We want to talk about like real like dedication and like what Connor's done is inspired millions of people yeah literally millions of people also like if you, if you really think about it he walks into that octagon in his boxers and then fights someone else in their boxers or shorts or whatever right you know what I mean yeah. and he lo- loses in front of I don't know maybe 10 million people watching it yeah. you know what I mean and the rest and I'm sitting there and, and then like why we then sit there and berate that person yeah. you know what I mean you know what this not only him like uh, slagging off MMA is like slagging off every MMA, like mixed martial artist. It's also like slagging off the work we do as well. Yeah. It's like it's a trickle down effect. Yes, some of the stuff people have said on the comments that like it is going very very WWE and the origin the the origins of mixed martial arts is people like being nice to each other and then just like battling it out, and like obviously Connor has gone gone like a few steps further and he's started like bringing in more and more stuff. Looking back at it now, bringing in all the religion stuff with with Khabib, etc. Like, that was going too far. But the thing is, like, he's getting egged on to do it. And, like, most people aren't going to turn around and tell Connor not what to do because he's gotten to this stage. As you say, do what what got you to the dance. Yeah. Now, Connor's going to take a a whole different approach to, to this next fight if he takes on Khabib next. Like, the same way he took on Diaz the second time. He, like, wasn't as loud and as brash and the second time put in the harder work yeah. in the gym yeah I don't know but it's not even just Connor. it's even the people that who led the, led the way with like Paddy Hoolan uh, Cobb Pendred Ash Daly like you know what I mean the, it's all these people obviously mentioning Connor's name you're going to know who we're talking about rather mm. than like some like Paddy Hoolan maybe or you know what I mean it's yeah but these guys brought the UFC back to Dublin and put on one of the best shows the three arenas ever seen. Yeah. And they started and they out, all won. Yeah, and they started out in some little kip in the back of nowhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now they have these 
state-of-the-art stuff. Like, it's just there. Uh, I just cannot believe, like, say if, like, people like Brian O'Driscoll are putting these massive, massive pedestals, and rightly so. Conor McGregor is, like, even bigger than him. Like, even bigger than Roy Keane. Put it this way. If you put up all the top Irish sports athletes in a row, and you took kids from a primary school in Dublin and go, you can get your photo with one of them. Who would you get your photo with? They'd all get their photo with Conor McGregor. Yeah. They put, would. Yeah, put it this way. Like, if you're a journalist in any some sort of way, but any sort of credibility, you would you would do some research first and you wouldn't just tune into Conor mm. McGregor's UC229 fight and then just be like, give your two cents on it. You know what I mean? You know, I'm almost slightly annoyed that we've actually given Joe Brawley so much of our time oh, yeah. on the podcast. But yeah. you know what? Joe Brawley, go shove your article up your hole. Yeah. Go, uh, yeah, just go fuck yourself, man. So, uh, <laughs> I, is there anything else to say about, uh, that incident, because that was just... Uh, that just what, about Mo, so Mo Snolly? No, never heard of I that. wasn't intending on getting that annoyed, man. I know, it was yeah, just like It was just like, even the way... Even the way, like... Because, like we, we also do like a rugby show and, an, and a football show. And I think because we, we're associated with the MMA, people are sort of like, not going near them, one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it has affected us, but I don't think it would have grown as much. But uh, it's just... It's people like him mm. that are at the top that think they know what they're fucking talking about. It's just... Mm. Uh, just ruining it for people who actually want are interested yeah. in certain things. I, I I just think it was such an ignorant and ridiculous, uneducated, uneducated articles, right? And I guarantee you, like I've actually watched more people die playing football than I have seen in the mixed martial arts cage. You uh, know what I mean, I don't know where you're going with that, but like no, that's what I mean. Like yeah. as in like which is like it's actually not the least safe sport. It's actually one of the more supposed safe sports as one of the more regulated sports. Well, what sports does he want us to be allowed to watch? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's like. Oh, let's have a game of crochet. I think that's where you knock the ball, the oh, mallet through the, the, through the balls. <laughs> was like, what do you want? Like, you know what I mean? This... Do you think this is getting too loose? Like, nah, it's just, it is what it is, isn't it? It very much is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, 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 in fairness, oh. what do people want to listen to Enjoys for? Good, honest opinions, and that was good, honest opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah we're annoyed at Joe Roddy. So what? Uh, He's an idiot. Yeah. No, that really annoyed me anyway. But uh, we will be tweeting this to him as well. So, uh, how are you doing, Joe? Uh, shall we move on to the news in the UFC world? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, okay. So, during the week, <laughs> the UFC have announced that John Jones is returning to take on Alex- Alexander Gustafsson at UFC 232. It's actually the final fight of the calendar year. And it is for the UFC light heavyweight title because Daniel Cormier will be getting his light heavyweight title stripped. Uh, uh, well, I think he I think he prefers that he vacated it. Vacated the title. Yeah, yeah, it seems like any time someone becomes a champ champ, they have to vacate the title nicely. Yeah. But uh, Ross, that was announced this week. What did you make of that? Because this is the second um, time they're going head to head. I'm very interested. And first of all, I have to say, <laughs> one of the best fights I've ever seen, UFC 165, Jones versus Gustafsson. Is the best light heavyweight fight, uh, title fight of all time. No, it's the best light heavyweight fight of all time. Jones versus Gus won. Incredible fight. I'm very much excited to see uh, the rematch. John Jones said he didn't train seriously at the time for the first fight. Yeah. Also, it would be interesting to see, like, John Jones obviously going to have to pass out of USADA test before he fights again. Also, was John Jones on gear the first time he fought Gus? We don't know. So there's a lot of sort of, you know, up in the airness about what sort of John Jones we're going to get. And Chael Sonnen came out and said the first time we saw John, uh, John Jones be clean was UFC 197 against OSP. And it was the worst John Jones we, we've ever seen. It was. But also, he still beat OSP five rounds to zero. And that's the worst John Jones we've ever seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is funny in itself. So, 
I'm very intrigued by the matchup. You also have Cyborg versus Nunes in that card. Also, I'm very interested to see what Daniel Cormier has to say in UFC 232. Yeah. And you know what? Don't be shocked if Daniel Cormier and John Jones end up fighting each other at UFC 32. Alexander Gustafsson has pulled out of an awful fight. Yeah. Well, the rumour was that he was he was told to pull out of the most recent fight because he was meant to fight John Jones at Madison Square Garden, but John says he wasn't able to make the weight. Yeah. So, who knows? But uh, speaking of Daniel Cormier, he's now returning faster than expected against Derek the Black Beast Lewis. My balls are hot. Uh, for UFC 230. <laughs> so... That is going to be for the heavyweight title. Uh, first of all, did you hear that after Derek Lewis said that that quote of the century, probably, um, my balls are hot. That, my uh, balls he, are hot. He got over 700,000 followers no, on Instagram. It, well, it, it was because Joe Rogan said he was the funniest person on Instagram out in the UFC on the broadcast. And yeah, he went over a million Instagram followers. Joe what? Rogan said, we'll say it, will you? Yeah, what, what the hell, man? What the hell? That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. That is crazy. That just shows like the, the power, power of, of Joe Rogan. Yeah, but the thing is, Derek Lewis would not have had that, that shot if that didn't happen. No. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. He was losing that fight until 10 seconds to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, Adele Volkov would have been like, my bulls are hot. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder what Joe, I wonder what Joe Broly said when Derek Lewis says his, his balls are hot. Then Joe Broly straight on the mobile phone following him. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think, I think actually that could be the voice you ever said Volkov. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I think someone's like, quickly put your shorts back on quick. Yeah. Because I think, I think like, you're not allowed to take your shorts off. Although he's wearing sort of like boxers, if McGregor's sort of shorts. Yeah. You know what I mean, so I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe it was a Reebok thing. He wasn't wearing the Reebok yeah, shorts. Yeah, that had to be it, yeah. But uh, he, he's well, yeah, just that, so funny. Yeah, but that's our, that's our headline now for UC 230. Yeah. Uh, the balls are hot. Yeah. <laughs> and there's loads of memes going around about the Popeye's chicken thing. And, yeah. yeah. Explain uh, the Popeye's chicken situation. Uh, Diamond Cormier loves Popeye's chicken. And um, one thing that was actually quite funny is when Daniel Cormier fought Dan Henderson at light heavyweight. Dan Henderson, because um, Dan Henderson was a middleweight the whole time, he actually walked around at about 203 pounds. And like, he knew Cormier was cutting weight the day before and he brought came in and said he eating Popeye's chicken in front of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Daniel Cormier is just his favourite thing, Popeye's chicken. And like, there's some sort of thing about African-Americans and pop um, um, sort of fried chickens that Derek Lewis adheres to anyway. Yeah. And um, they both love southern fried chicken, so yeah, apparently yeah. Popeyes is the best. Yeah. But uh, that 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 first of all, what you make of that fight anyway? That's going to be good. That's that's going to be good in the card, isn't it? I, I, you know what? It's one of those things where like Cormier could be battering for the whole five rounds, and then Lewis could go, "Hell yeah, bang!" And next thing you know, the lights go out in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Derek Lewis is like one of my favorite fighters to watch of all time. You're sitting there and you're like, I was totally disappointed to watch him because he was getting <laughs> his absolute ass kicked at UFC two twenty nine. And then next thing you know, I was like, "Kablamo!" And My th- yeah, he's probably the best one punch knockout artist in the heavyweight division. Yeah, I like, would have thought Ngannou, but like, yeah, but who knows? Uh, the way, when I was watching Ngannou fight Lewis, I was like, he was more afraid. I thought Ngannou was. Yeah, well, Ngannou was more yeah. afraid, even though he's scarier looking. Yeah, so but, uh, di- di- would you agree or disagree that this almost saves the UC two thirty card because the Nate Diaz versus Dustin Poirier fight is now off due to Dustin Poirier having an injury. Yeah, and so, that's in, in over thirty fights. This is the first time that Dustin Poirier has pulled out of a fight. Yeah, um, yeah. It was quite interesting because they announced the DC Lewis fight first, and then they said Poirier's injured. Yeah, so, so, they must, like, they, so Poirier must have text. Yeah, the UFC been like, "Here, look, I'm injured, out." And then it must be like, "Don't say anything." Yeah, yeah. We need to get a new fight in there before you say you're out because yeah. otherwise the card looks dreadful. Yeah, and so they're like, 
Here's Daniel Cormier. By the way, in the comments below, Dustin Poirier is out against yeah. Diaz. Just so you know, FYI. So here's it's like here's the good news and then the bad news. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Nate Diaz is out of the fight. He says he wants to take on Khabib next. Um, I think he keeps on spelling his name wrong as well. Yeah. <laughs> he calls him like Habab. Yeah. Here, you know what? We'll let you know now. During the week, we were actually informed that Khabib. This is now a rumor now. Yeah. So like, it's if circling any, around the Dublin area. Yeah. If anyone, if anyone asks you who said it. Say your parents told you, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is circling around Dublin anyway. That Khabib actually failed his first USADA test after the Conor McGregor fight. So supposedly his second test is going in now, and we should find out the results within the next week or two. I'm yeah. sure everyone will find out straight away. But uh, this was also like posted by one of uh, Dublin's most known gal players. Uh, what's his name? Dermot Connolly. Dermot Connolly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ross. There's so much talk about Khabib now saying that he will only come back if he gets like low, like one of the biggest paydays in UFC history. Um, what do you sort of, what what do you make of this? Do you think this rumor is true or what do you make of this rumor, man? It's hard to know because um his teammate Tugov or whatever he got he failed new had a drug test before as well, and in 2016, I think Khabib had something wrong with one of his USADA tests. I don't know exactly what it was, but he, I'm sure you can look it up. Uh, when you get the chance. But the way I look at it is. If it's true. Obviously it makes the rematch. A lot more enticing. And if it's not true. Well then it's relevant. That's the way I look at it. Um, Khabib also came out. And challenged Floyd Mayweather this week as well. Yeah. Saying he was like. 27 and no. 50 and no. We both not lose. And then, and then Mayweather was like. Yeah write me a check there. But yeah. I, uh, I don't see that fight being made. It's a, it's a weird situation now because like also Khabib is threatened to quit the UFC now yeah. if his I'm 50 cents they're offering to sign him a bell tour yeah but like I don't think he can just do that I'd say the UFC contracts I say are so airtight that like can't go there I know yeah but like the thing is Putin could be like here John I'm going to make a like a Russian, Russian MMA yeah a Russian MMA and he's going to be the face of it possibly so yeah and like what what are they going to do like Dana's hard to be like here Putin can you send uh, Khabib over on a flight there please like he's going to be like no yeah <laughs> What's going to do? Ask Donald to ring him up? Yeah, exactly, yeah. This is, this is like, a World War Three shit, like. Yeah, there's nothing you, like, if he goes back to Russia, like, there's nothing UFC can really do, yeah. but, like, to make him come back. But what happens now if, uh, Khabib fails this drug test, like, like, what's Putin going to say, like, you know what I mean? My balls are hot. <laughs> can we just have, like, Derek Lewis on like every UFC car forever no? yeah, yeah, yeah. he's also one of the most active heavyweights in the UFC he is yeah he's the man remember he said he wanted like a year off there a while ago and he yeah. said right, straight back in yeah <laughs> and he was like he was asked after the fight like three times like do you want to fight Daniel Cormier he's like no my cardio is real bad yeah. <laughs> and he was like and he was, he was, he was doing an interview with Michael Bisping he was like yeah I only trained in the gym half an hour each day before this fight and Michael Bisping's like Maybe try to do an hour. He goes, Bisping was like, I do two uh, two hour sessions each day coming up to fight. And he's like, Yeah, my back. So I was like, It's just like, I've never seen someone not take themselves so serious, but also be like so good at yeah. something. And he's amazing on Instagram as well. Yeah. The videos he's making now are brilliant. Like, yeah. Uh, you know what the thing is? He looks so unskilled. It's actually frightening. As in, like, yeah. when people take him down, he just sort of stands back up. There's no sort of finesse the way he does it he just like yeah. stands up and that's it yeah and he sort of walks as if he's on he's, he's, he's in sand like he's yeah. quick sand he's, <laughs> he's so stuck to the ground or... he, he also has to cut to make the way yeah very he's very a monster good. I'm just looking forward to it I just hope Daniel Cormier doesn't like 
pick up his ankle from the moat for a second and then take him down. Yeah, I know, yeah. The way he did against Anderson Silva. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I call me, don't dry home for yeah. the whole five rounds. Well, let's see what happens. Well, there, there, are some, there are big announcements there for the week. Uh, John Jones Gustafson, final, car, mm. uh, final fight of the year at UC 232. Derek Lewis taking on Daniel Cormier at UC 230. Uh, oh, sure. The Valentina Shevchenko and Sarai Eubanks fight was sca- scrapped from UFC 230. That won't be happening anymore. And it goes back to Valentina Shevchenko versus Yone and Jacek at UFC 231. Co-main event to Holloway versus Ortega. Yeah. That's, that's like, I'm really looking forward to UFC 231 as a mixed martial arts fan. Because like, that's, the highest level of mixed martial arts competing against each other. Those two fights. Yeah. As in like, I think when you look at like the featherweights, the lightweights, the welterweights, they're like the pinnacle of the athletes, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Say that again just so Joe Brody understands. The pinnacle of MMA. The most talented mixed martial artists. Yeah. And you look at someone like Brian Ortega, you know what I mean? Like he is a, like a true like mixed martial artist. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Very respectful. Yeah. And undefeated. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so there's loads of UFC to be looking forward to. Um, also, our mate Artem Lowoff, his fight has been announced for UFC Moncton. Moncton, he's taking on Michael Johnson, who actually fought Curry recently as well. And that, they need to rename that area, don't they? Yeah, you see, I put a post up and spelled it wrong. It, but uh, yeah, that's happened in two weeks' time. It's grand. No one else was tagging the tagging UFC yeah. Moncton either. Way. Yeah. Anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. No one's looking up that hashtag. They can't spell it. Yeah, in New Brunswick. So. Uh, Anything else to say about the UFC or we just move on to Bellator from the weekend? Uh, no, I think, I think that's it. Really looking forward to having John, Johnny Bones back. I know, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. Um, okay, well, first of all, uh, Bellator 207 was on on Friday, Friday night in Connecticut. And uh, who, what am I saying here? Oh, yeah. Ryan Bader took on Matt Mitrion. They headlined the card. Uh, Ross, before we actually go into some of the fights, what did you actually make of the, the card itself? And... What you make of these two taking on each other? Well, first of all, you're actually going to... Like, the two cards are after amalgamating them into each other on the undercard. I know who the two main events were, but I actually can't remember who the cards were underneath. But in terms of the main event itself, I actually thought Mitron was going to win going into it. But when they actually both weighed in and then they squared up each other, I was like, oh, Mitron actually isn't that much bigger than Bader. I thought he actually was far bigger than he was. Bader is Uh, huge, man, isn't he? Yeah, he looks really good at heavyweight. And he absolutely... Dry humped Matt Mitrione on a way to a three round decision. I think it was one of the most lopsided divisions or mo- most lopsided decisions in Bellator history. Yeah. I think it was 30 24 across the cards. You see, I was, three 10 8s. Yeah, I was watching the the countdown for Bellator and then I saw Ryan Bader train like very, very hard and I was like, Joe, he's probably going to just hit wrestle now. Remember that? I yeah. thought Bader was going to win, you thought Mitrione was going to win. Yeah. yeah. But, I, but I, I watched Mitrion defend takedowns against heavyweights and I was like, oh, he's got good hips. But then again, a 205er is a way better athlete yeah. than a heavyweight. Yeah. Which is weird because Mitrion is quite agile on his feet. A bit of yeah. like a Tyson Fury of MMA. Yeah, that's actually a very good analogy of him. And I was sort of looking at him and when I was in stand-up, I was like, oh, I was a bit scared for Bader in the moments that it was stand-up at the start of each round. But then Bader's wrestling is far superior. Yeah, and he's the light heavyweight champion as well. Yeah, so he, he won very, very handily. And he like when he came in the next night to do the face-off, uh, like, he looked fresh as a daisy, didn't he? He, did, he looked yeah. like he hadn't fought at all. Yeah, but in his last two fights in the heavyweight Bellator Grand Prix, he hasn't been hit in the face once. Yeah, that's extraordinarily impressive. Yeah. Uh, who else is on this card? Uh, oh, Sergei Karatonov. 
absolutely destroyed Roy Nelson. Yeah, he be, yeah, he knocked him out. Our mate. Yeah. Then uh, Lorenz Larkin beat SBG's own Ion Pascu quite convincingly as well. Uh, that went to decision. And then... Uh, the, baby Slice. Baby Slice, that's it, yeah. Baby Slice lost to... Corey, uh, Kevin Ferguson Jr. lost to Corey Browning. Uh, Corey Browning looked like he was like a fan in the crowd. and Got picked out of the audience. Yeah. And yeah, he beat yeah, and, and Kevin Ferguson's like is absolutely chiseled. Yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. And then um also Sinead Kavanagh from SPG lost as well. Uh then I'll move into the Saturday night, Bellator two oh eight. Uh it was funny because as you said earlier, fifty cent was offering Khabib to come to the event and fight, and he was offering him two million dollars to fight. And also like Ross's favourite rapper, Takeshi Six Nine, tried to get into the building and he wasn't he was refused entry as well. That's loose. That is loose. Well, he's loose. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Jelson was defeated by Fedor Emelianenko in the other semi-final of the heavyweight Grand Prix. Um, Ross Arme Jelson got absolutely smashed. Well, it, is Fedor back? It's one of those things. Fedor's won seven of his last eight fights. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds like really, really good. So, like, maybe there is. Now, he's 42 in fairness. Um, I look at Fedor, I looked at this fight, and it was actually, it was the most up and down fight I've ever seen. As yeah. in, like, Fedor was smashing him, but then something like, ankle picked him, and like, was on top of him. I was a bit like, oh, something like, holds him here for the rest of the round. <laughs> like, he's going to win the round. Yeah, yeah. And then like, Sonnen fought as if like, he forgot what he was doing. He did, yeah. You know what I mean? As was, in like, yeah, he obviously got knocked senseless in the yeah, first like, yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah. Uh, look, it shows that Shale Sonnen was always fought middle, middleweight and Fedor always fought a heavyweight. Yeah. You know what I mean? He hits way harder. And like... Fedor's very, very deceivingly, deceivingly fast as yeah, well. Yeah, that, that's what Chelsea... That Sambo style was just... Uh, I don't know, it was quality. But Chelsea was saying, saying himself, he was saying that he thought Fedor was going to be fast for a heavyweight, but he's actually just fast. Yeah. Fast, fast. Chelsea is one of the most interesting characters in the division. Or, or sorry, in mixed martial arts. Because he went up and did the ESPN interview afterwards and he was like... Oh, I actually thought like I was defending myself and when I was blocking the punches that finished yeah. the fight, I was blocking with my arms and like he wasn't really getting through to me and I, I, like, I wasn't actually hurt and the ref stopped in. But he's like, but then when I go back and actually watch the footage, I wasn't actually defending myself as well as I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, it kind of makes sense though. I mean, like if I was on the ground and I was fighting someone and like they were punching me and like I wasn't rocked and I wasn't feeling hit, but like I was just eating 50 shots to my arms. I'd probably be like, oh, it's not too bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. when you're actually watching on TV, you're like, He's getting battered. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know how he was gonna get out of that. Yeah, Fedor like, came out very aggressive and fast at mm. the beginning, and then like he did sort of seem to gas a bit. And then yeah, and Chael was just, like shooting for the legs, like there was no tomorrow. Yeah, but. yeah. No, like after like eight seconds, uh, Chael was dropped, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Fedor is like some man. You see, it's persona. You just mm. don't even know what he's thinking. Yeah, and uh, Chael's haven't said himself. He's like, it's the first time I've ever stood across from someone who had an aura, and. It, What's called it's what's actually very interesting about Chael Sonnen is he's the only person in MMA history who's fought John Jones, Anderson Silva, and Fedor Milianenko. Like that's a pretty impressive resume, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And like I wouldn't be surprised if he got a bout in against GSP eventually at some stage as well, you know what I mean? And like he's fought the four goats. Yeah. You see, he's forty one now as well, isn't he? Yeah. He's a great character to have in yeah. MMA. And he says he's not done either as well. Uh, he says he's the number one contender at the light heavyweight. I know, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I don't really want to see him fight Bader either. No. I sort of want to see Chell fight fights he can win. I'm sort of, because I support him each time. Yeah, and he wants to fight a 205. 
Maybe if like Roy Nelson goes for his uh, first appearance at 205, that'd be good. So who are we saying is going to uh, win the Bellator Heavyweight Grand Prix? Um, so Fedor is taking on Ryan Bader. I, I can just picture Bader doing the same thing again. Yeah. Well, like, how, how cool would it be if Fedor became the heavyweight champion yeah. of Bellator? That well, would just be cool. I don't know. There's something about that that makes it cool. You see, the thing is, I'd much rather Fedor won because it would be cool if Fedor was the heavyweight champion. As opposed to yeah. Bader's like the, the champ champ of Bellator. Yeah. I'm a bit like, who do you want to see Bader fight? You know what I mean? Like, I, like yeah. I'm never like, can't wait to see Ryan Bader fight. Yeah, you know what I mean? I know. I'm almost surprised Phil Davis didn't try into that tournament as well. Because, like, he, but like his frame looks like it would actually work well at heavyweight. Yeah, but Bader's probably only in it because he was the light heavyweight champion as well, you know? Yeah, but, like, they let King Mo be in it. And he was tiny. Yeah, but he's the king. True. He obviously has yeah, but more King Mo lost. He was like, right, I'm going to middleweight, lads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very King Mo. Yeah. That's a Fader versus Fedor. That's good. Yeah. That's how, that has a cool name. Fedor versus Fedor. Yeah, that's going to happen in January anyway. But the thing is, will Fedor be able to stay off the drink during Christmas time? You oh, know who knows? But he'll have to jump around to hide the belly. <laughs> uh, he actually looked a bit more slender than I've seen him in a while. Yeah. Well, I thought he was anyway. So what are you thinking? Uh, no, no, like, like, my head says Ryan Bader 10 yeah. times out of 10. But yeah. like, I'm cheering for Fedor. <laughs> I'm just like, go on, Fedor. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, I was like, you're Russian animal. The mystique is back. The yeah. last emperor. Yeah. Uh, also that night, uh, Benson Henderson defeated Syed Awad uh, by unanimous decision. Uh, Benson Henderson looked very impressive as well. Yeah, it was like a vintage Ben Henderson or Bendo performance. Uh, lots of leg kicks in there. Good clinch work up against the cage. Hit him with some good knees. I'm just a bit more so. I almost expect to hear more from Benson Henderson yeah. each time. I'm almost like. Where's the finish? You know what I mean? Because he came over there and he was like, Times the new Roy McDonald. He's like, I'm going to fight everyone at every weight. And then he just got smashed straight away. He was like, Right, I'm going to fight everyone lightweight again. And like, that's where I want to see him. And I think he could become the Bellator lightweight champion. So he just needs to put it a bit, bit together. Just that slightly bit more better. Yeah. He needs, probably needs a bit more aggression. Mm. Uh, also, Czech Hongo defeated Timothy Johnson by KO after just a little over a minute in the first round. Um, Czech Congo is now like 7-0 in yeah. heavyweight in, in, in Bellator. In Bellator, yeah. Yeah, the, like he's probably going to fight the winner of the heavyweight Grand Prix. Like who else is there? You know what I mean? Czech Congo versus Ryan Bader. Why not? Well, yeah. Czech Congo's takeout defense is quite good. Uh, the, this is such a weird finish to fight. This this actually reminds me of when Matt Mitrione beat Derek Lewis. Because like when Derek Lewis like sort of went in for a takedown like hit his head off Matt Michonne's hip and then next thing you know he was on the ground like sort of not knowing what was going on and then like this fight Tim Johnson went in for a takedown next thing you know Congo had him on the ground like hammer fisting him and it just looked like that was it it was a bit of a oh wasn't yeah, it it was weird yeah. yeah it was weird it was like oh that's it yeah also you can watch the whole fight on Instagram if you want yeah yeah it's only a minute long Um, what do you make of the Bellator situation as well Bellator 207 208 um, there was there was action yeah, it was entertaining. Uh, oh, you know what? It would have been better if it was all on the one card, wouldn't it? As in, like, it would have been a really good card. Yeah. But I think Chelsea Sonnen was saying that, like, here, look, Bader and Mitchell would have been free that they would have been the co-main event. And that's just it. And they would have been, you know what I mean? They would have, yeah. Um, is the final going to be a five-round fight? Uh, they haven't confirmed that yet. Oh, okay. Well, I hope it is, anyway. Um, look, Bellator are doing great business. They're, they're, they're actually getting to a stage where now I'm like, right, I'll actually sit in and watch a Bellator uh, card as opposed to 
prior to that, I'd be like, all right, I'll watch the results and watch the highlights sort of thing, you know what I mean? And they're, like, put the, those two cards are were go, are going to be better than UFC Moncton, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, they're on the rise. Although, I feel like 50 Cent's like a loose cannon and all this, where he's just like, I'll give a million here, I'll give a million there. Yeah. I feel like a million is like new number. He's like, a million dollars! <laughs> I say Viacom are paying that, and he's just saying he's giving that. Yeah. So, sure, didn't he... Didn't he Filed for bankruptcy there a while ago. Oh yeah, well that that was actually uh, that was a weird thing where he actually filed for bankruptcy and the judge uh, looked through his financial records and said, "You're not bankrupt at all. Pay the fella." He was trying to get out of paying like a two million dollar tax fee or something in the club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it, it'd be like Billy Gates being like, "Oh, oh some ten million," being like, "I'm broke," and it's like, "Man, you have two hundred million in the bank. You over there and give that fella ten million quick." 50 Cent's weird these days. He's yeah. not like the king where's of the, the game the, back in the day. Where, where's the music? Yeah. I feel like he's a bit lost. Yeah. He's like he's not a very good rapper anymore. And he doesn't do any songs anymore. He's just like... Get body the, in the club. Yeah. <laughs> Get the strap. Yeah. What is he even is that? I don't know. I think he's trying to like, rub it off. Uh, who's the boxer again? Shannon the Cannon Briggs. Oh, yeah. Let's go, champ! And his, his thing is Get the strap. Yeah. But like... He doesn't actually do anything himself. I, I feel like he's going to have to have a fight in Bellator at some stage. Yeah. Who would you like to see him take on? Rampage. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. They have beef as well. Yeah, that'd be good. That actually would be good. Um, is there anything else to say about Bellator? Like, they announced that there, there's more upcoming events happening. Uh, like, I don't think Bellator 209 is the strongest card, is it? Is it one of the Pitbull brothers? Yeah, there's... None of the cards for the rest of the year look that amazing. They are going to Hawaii at the end of the year. That's uh, That's big news. Because if they see, if UFC sees that as well, then UFC can go to Hawaii. And I think if they do go to Hawaii, that'll be BJ Penn's swan song. God, I hope BJ Penn does all right against Ryan Hall at UFC 232. Yeah. I don't see much else uh, major going on with Bellator at the moment. Yeah. Uh, also, what you make of the fact that Eddie Alvarez has now left the UFC? Yeah, I think he's all but signed for one FC, the Japanese promotion, and um, same promotion Ben Askren has been with. Uh, look, I'm actually a bit sad to see that he's gone to one FC. I would have rather seen him go back to Bellator, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I just don't know who he's going to fight over in one FC, to be brutally honest. And Eddie Alvarez, he's always very entertaining to watch. Uh, his fight against Justin Gates, he was great. If you actually like take the McGregor fight out of his career, and maybe the RDA fight. Like, all his fights are extraordinarily entertaining. Even the ones he lost, Michael Chandler, were brilliant. Yeah. He's probably just going there to get another title and then mm. add that to the collection that he has. Yeah, probably so. And you know what? He's probably looking at his family and going, here, look, I can go over there and earn 300 grand a fight and probably not have to train that hard. I'm, I'll probably just be able to beat everyone handily enough. Yeah. It's knowing your worth as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. At the end of the day, he's probably looked at, he's won the UFC title. He's won this uh, Bellator title. He won the... I can't remember what the Japan title is. Pride? No, it wasn't Dream. Pride. It was Dream. Yeah, and now he's going to win one FC. Why not? Fair play, Eddie Alvarez. If that's where the biggest cash was, we'll then go there. You know what I mean? He's at that stage of his career. Yeah. He's not going to win the UFC lightweight yeah. title again. But that's I don't a, think he will anyway. Well, that's a lot of the reasons why people go into MMA to eventually provide for their families and earn as much money as mm. they can while taking minimum amount of damage. Yeah. Very Joe Broly. But uh, a couple of quick announcements in the world of MMA. Uh, Dylan Took, our mate is fighting on Saturday in Cage Warriors in Birmingham. And also, Austin Vanderford, known by the haters as Austin Van 
Sand. Sand, yes. Uh, <laughs> it was fighting in Vegas on Friday, uh, Dominate FC. So, uh, good luck to the two of them anyway. Uh, okay. So, I think we're, we have a double boxing on this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Ireland's very own Katie Taylor is fighting in the Boston Garden, TD Garden. And she's taking on Cindy Serrano. And she's defending both of her belts here as well. No way. Cindy Serrano. Sin, big Cind. Big Cind. Go on, KT. She's such a legend, man. It's, yeah. it's weird how like she does boxing and people sort of like are like, yay. Yeah. Like the journalists would be like, and yay. There's, and there's more evidence of like brain damage in boxing than there is in mixed martial arts. Because like in boxing, you just constantly get drubbed to the head. Yeah. Which is quite interesting. Then mixed martial arts, like, look at Ryan Bader. He doesn't even take a punch. Yeah. And then Mikey Conlon's fighting Nicholas Cipolletta the same night in Las Vegas as well. And like the papers wouldn't really hype him up as much. Yeah. And he's also an Olympian as well for Ireland as well. Yeah, but is, is that because he's partially like from Northern Ireland as well? So they're like... He still flies the Irish flag. Oh, I know, yeah, but I, I feel like any excuse in Ireland to be like, hmm, or like, don't want to get too much on the bandwagon in case he loses. You know well, I mean? well it's sort of the same thing look at Tyson Fury for instance like he claims that he's from Ireland and England yeah. and you never see anything about that like there hasn't been no. anything written about Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder unless he's going insane on the cocaine yeah that's weird the way media are like right but like, if they lose or if they go fucked in the head write about them but if yeah. they win a title forget about it yeah it's it's crazy and then like you have footballers doing all sorts of things and just no one says a word about it you know what I mean under the carpet yeah but uh, yeah, but uh, Mikey and Katie are back on Saturday, Saturday night. So best luck to both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Pow, pow. Is there anything else to say before we wrap up the show? No, I think uh, that was it. Um, Joe Brawley, uh, I hope you listened. And I hope you feel a bit more educated on sports of mixed martial arts. And hopefully you do go for that cup of tea with John Kavanagh because you need to pick up on a few things. Both. Yeah, I feel like a few, a few, like a few journalists that would, like, that would do them a, lot, a world of good. Because yeah. then like, they'd open their minds into different things. You know what I mean? But it's the same thing, like, even if you look back in the day where people, like, uh, there were, like, women weren't allowed to vote and then everyone was, like, they're not allowed. And then they're, like, open to that. Mm. And then if you look at, like, even, like, what, uh, the abortion stuff and then people yeah. are, like, they're open to that. Like It, it just takes a lot. People are ignorant for a very long time, period of time and people don't like to admit they're wrong. So they take an extended amount of time to be, like, all right, you're actually right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is it, I'd say it's more so he's come out and said it. And now he's going to have to like double down on it because he doesn't want to actually be seen as wrong. People don't like to be wrong. Yeah. But is he just going to be like stubborn? Probably so. He seems like that's her character. It's a bit like, imagine trying to convince Eamon Dunphy he was wrong. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but if you, if you also think... Yeah, true, yeah. But if you if you even think about this now, this is just a, a throwaway comment now, but like, he's after saying stuff about mixed martial artists in, in Ireland, right? Like, who knows where he could... He could end up walking down the wrong alley and meeting the wrong people, you know? Yeah, true. And, like, they'd be like, that's your man. Yeah. And the, the, the people who will notice him will be mixed martial, art, mixed martial arts as well. That sounded like a that sounded like a good thing to be, like, slagging an organisation that... Could yeah, actually- but he's also been on Twitter and he's a bit of a troll and he was where, like... He was sort of, like, banishing... Back in, like, 2016, he was, like, banishing all the Conor McGregor fans the same. He was, like... Oh, they're all ages who are like plumbers with tattoos and they're over in Vegas spending all their money from the credit union and all this. You know what I mean? It's a bit like, here, look, if people are actually willing to go that much out of their way to go see someone fight, well, then maybe you should acknowledge that what he's doing is a big deal. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, also, I want to add in, last, was it Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah. 
uh, it was World Mental Health Awareness Day. Now, uh, myself and Ross have talked about this previously, and if you're new to the show, we'll go over something there quickly now. But uh, we're myself and Ross were both talking about it, and we found that well, we noticed that like loads of people were posting about it. Mm. Uh, I find like these days people post about things just to put out content. Like for instance, when people die, all of a sudden you find out someone was a uh, a huge Prince fan, and then uh, you've never heard them talk about Prince ever since, you know what I mean, that sort of stuff, but uh, Easter on, but uh, we sort of felt like, if we put something out that day, people probably would have thought, that we just did that, for the sake of doing it, whereas, in, uh, we're not like that at all, but um, I noticed that, RTE put out a show, a documentary, it's about 40 minutes long, called My Other Life, yeah I think that was it, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it was actually like, really really in depth, about like people with mental health, issues or, how you can understand it more, just give you an in-depth knowledge, because like some people will go through their whole life and never have anxiety or depression ever, whereas other people will at certain stages, mm. but uh, this gives you a real in-depth, like realistic view, point of view of what it's all about, and if you know, if you know people who have depression or if they have anxiety, how you can sort of work around that or like help them or encourage them to come out the other side stronger. So, uh, when I saw it, well, I watched it myself and I was like, Jesus, this is, uh, I can't believe like RT are finally putting out a show that's worth while watching, you know what I mean? Because most yeah. of it's absolute shite. But uh, that was unbelievable. Like I put it, I, I put on our Instagram story. I, like I, you see, I originally put it on, on my one, just putting written words because like, mm. I didn't want to talk in because like, but then I was like, here, look, we're after building up such a platform, mm. a loyal platform. And you know, you, who knows? what people are going through on the yeah. other side of that screen so I was like do you know what I'm just going to like put it out there because if you, if you don't build up if it'd be stupid of us not to use our following for a good reason or good influence first, it can be a very dangerous place to inside your own head you know what I mean yeah. and yeah. it's just I know we sort of, when we discussed it we were like oh here look everyone's it's almost like jumping on the bandwagon it's that was the thing say. I didn't want to be a bandwagon yeah, that was but the you know what at the end of the day like if there's ever a bandwagon to be on, it's not a terrible bandwagon to be on. It's a very positive message to promote. But we also thought that maybe we give it a few days and then we'd say something yeah. even more about it. Because at the end of the day, I sort of describe it as if like someone close to you dies and then like for the few days afterwards, everyone's at the at the funeral and being like, oh, real sorry, real sorry. And then like two weeks later, everyone goes back to their life and then you're still left there with the yeah. person who close to you died. Yeah. And like that's probably when you're at your lowest and then there's no yeah. one there around you to help. Exactly, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, but yeah, sorry for interrupting, but also like if we had to put out that on that day as well, so many people were putting yeah. it out. It was only part of like... Yeah, it's just because we- lost in translation. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? It's like... There's another post, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, whereas if you wait the next day, yeah. you're the only person doing it, you know what yeah. I mean? So, look, it's it's very, very important. We'll put a post on our story tomorrow about it, just being like, here, hope everyone's all right, or yeah. whatever, and just, it's just very important to us, um, it's something that touches us, and we just wanted to let you know that, obviously, we do care, and obviously, it is something we're passionate about. It's just, on the day, it's probably not... We didn't feel it was best for us to post about it on the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would have just got a loss in translation, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, what I noticed from most people posting about it, it was like, uh, it seems like more and more people are, are having more and more mental health problems and stuff. And that's sort of like, yeah. like imagine our parents back like 20 or 30 years ago. Like, was that even a thing? Like, mm. it, you know I mean, there's so many like different things going on yeah. these days. Was it even possible back then? I'll put a, like, a poll on my page just being like, uh, it does meant social media like, create more is a negative or positive influence on your mental health and those people said negative like way mm. more people said negative and I was like 
But the thing is, like, if you have mental health issues, having the power of social media, you can, like, find more... Mm. Uh, for me on a personal level I think the Instagram is actually quite a positive place for your mental health as long as you're following the right people that is as opposed to like you you find someone's negative then cut it out you know what I mean I find a lot of people end up following like these gym people and then like they're absolutely brilliant shape and they're you know portraying the life of Riley over here but like if you actually don't follow them because you don't know them and then you don't have them around you well then like your smaller achievements will seem a lot more to you. Yeah, true. But like when you're comparing yourself to someone who's at the creme to the creme, you're comparing yourself to someone who's, you know, out there winning Mr. Olympia. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're always going to feel a bit worse about yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So therefore like, don't follow Mr. Olympia. It's fine. You know what I yeah. mean? And like, if you ever want to go look at Mr. Olympia, just search his name. You yeah. know what I mean? No, so, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where a lot of people say negative, but for me, I always see the positive because... For me, a lot of people post the good things about what they're doing. Yeah, time. but that's the thing. Like, yeah, but I mean, if you put up a picture of yourself like crying or something, people would be like, "There's something wrong with this person." You mm. know what I mean? But I also felt World Mental Health Day is a great day for someone to sort of come out who's maybe never said they've had problems before to come out and say, "Look, sometimes I do struggle." You know what I mean? It is a good opportunity for someone to do it. And what just on that day? Well, on that day, yeah, but it also lets yeah, but it lets those people know around them that all right, maybe like so and so struggles from time to time. I'll send them a text once a week, just be like, yeah, all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it's sort of an opportunity to maybe say, here, look, I don't always do yeah, the best all the time. Uh, yeah. I, know, I know it's very easy to go, oh, they might just be looking for a bit of attention that day and might get that day a bit about themselves. And it is very easy to say that. But also, it might be a really hard, brave step for that person to make. And then, you know what I mean? Who knows? Maybe there is someone in your inner circle of friends who isn't as open. And on that day, they felt strong enough to come out and say, yeah. Here, look, I'm struggling with that at the moment. And then you can help those people. So, it is a good day yeah. as a whole, but your mental health, it's not like Christmas. It's not one day a year. It's 365 that's days the thing. a year. Yeah, that's the thing. That's where, like, you see people just putting it out for the, the sake of it, where it was just sort of like, people deal, deal with this every day, mm. rather than like, oh, one day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not Christmas, but... Yeah. And then also, like, as social media goes, like, there's good people and bad people, and some of the bad people just only put up these pictures of themselves like, yeah. like uh, and just like let on they're a nice person yeah. but not, you know what I mean uh, yeah but uh, yeah that was mental health, world health mental health awareness day that we want to touch on but uh, also there was a page that came onto our page saying that we were running fake competitions and uh, I wrote back to them like what are you fucking shiting about because they were like where's where's the winner why didn't you announce it and I was like check the story so I'll, do you know what? I was like, here, do you know what? Fuck them. Deleted, blocked them. And then they came back on another spam page writing more. So I deleted them, blocked them as well. And then I was like, do you know what? I'm going to unblock the other page. Said, here, tell, send me your phone number. Didn't get back to me. The name was Humans of... The GAA or something. Humans of the GAA. So whoever they are, go fuck yourselves. Because uh, the amount of competitions we ran and giving t-shirts away to bleed in America, we don't even know these people. So and who the fuck do you think you are? And also, I, I don't think... I think one time someone won a competition... And we knew who they were and like picked the names out of the hat. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Yeah. Look. Well, they're just going to hate, aren't they? Like, yeah. In fairness, maybe they didn't win the competition they were a bit annoyed over. Yeah. But, uh, it was so sour. I was yeah. just like... I was keep, like keep, keep the hate for yourself, boy. Yeah, right? but like the same day, it was like the World Mental Health Awareness Day and you had to come in yeah. with that and sort of ruin the party. It, made, it was probably Joe Broly. Yeah, Joe Broly. <laughs> it was the humans of the GAA. Yeah. Well, I followed them. They didn't follow us back, so uh, they must not like us. Ah, sure, look. And I can't blame them, Yeah. 
Look, it is what it is. Yeah. So, guys, thanks a million again for listening. Give us your feedback. Let us know how you're getting on. Give us the heart. Give us the thumbs up. Shout outs on Instagram. You know how it is. And as always, stay energized. <laughs>